You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. The Throne Life, Divinity, is the title of this devotion. So I'm talking to you this week about the throne life of Christ. Last Saturday, I spoke to you about this as well. And today, I want us to focus on Christ's divinity. You see, the kingdom of heaven has some phenomenal foundational um, graces of God in it. Of course, the divinity of Christ is, is one of the great revelations about our Savior, that He is God. His incarnation, that He is the Son of Man. His atoning sacrifice, that He is the Lamb of God. And His ascension and exaltation to the right hand of the Father, that He is King of kings and Lord of lords on the throne, the Lamb of God. It's, it's, it's absolutely breathtaking when you begin to see who your Savior is, that He is God, that He is the Lamb, that He is the King of kings, that He has all authority in heaven and earth. So how can we doubt that He's capable not only of saving us, but doing what seems impossible with man? And today I want to just read a few thoughts here from Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, please. Hebrews 1, verse 3. Who, talking about Jesus, being the brightness of His glory and the express image of His person, upholding all things by the word of His power, when He had by Himself perched our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, in the Amplified, that same verse, I find very educational to, to kind of study these thoughts out a little bit. It says, He is the sole expression of the glory of God. He is the sole expression of the glory of God, the light being, the outrain, the radiance of the divine. He is the perfect imprint, very image of God's nature, upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by the mighty word of His power, when He, by offering Himself, accomplished the cleansing, our cleansing of sins, or the clearing of our record, the riddance of guilt, and has sat down at the right hand of the divine majesty on high. When we're talking about the throne life, dear friends, it is so important that we realize what throne we're thinking about because often our ideas can be formed sometimes by watching certain movies or reading books or whatever. But you really need what I talked about last Saturday, a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him to realize the dominion that is from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Jesus, Jesus, from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Thy dom dominion is from everlasting to everlasting. His dominion knows no bounds. He upholds the universe with the billions of galaxies, as, as people say. 
by the word of His power, it all holds its places. It all holds its courses. It all holds its God-given times and seasons by which God seeks to show His handiwork, the Creator of heaven and earth, who placed it all in order for times and seasons. What a phenomenal, amazing Savior and God we have. So when we think about His throne life, folks, we need to realize the throne life is the throne because of the life, the majesty, the splendor of the Savior who's seated there, who is God, who became the Son of Man, who perfected forever man in the image of the Almighty through His sacrificial atoning work on the cross. And man was forever perfected as the Son of God. And now the Son of Man is seated at the right hand of God. Psalm 8 says, Who is man that you are mindful of him and the Son of Man that you have placed all things under his feet? All things are placed under the feet of Jesus Christ, the Son of Man. Angels are subject to Jesus. It says it. Angels will worship you. Everything is subject to the Master, to the Savior, to Jesus Christ. Knowing this was God's pre-planned purpose before He ever made anything, right? Before He created anything, this was God's planned purpose to make man in his own image, in the image of God. He created him male and female and blessed them. Knowing this, <coughs> we go to Philippians chapter 2, please. Jesus, it says here in verse 5, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no uh, reputation. Being equal with God, he gave up his majesty as God and showed the splendor of his divine nature in his humility, in his humbling himself and becoming like us, how could that, listen, not take away from His majesty? Because God, Jesus, knew what He had predestined man to. Jesus knew what the Son of Man was predestined to, and He did not consider it robbery to give up His majesty as God and become man because He knew man was predestined to become like God. And He knew that what God predestined, He was ready to accomplish through Him all the days. Predestined for me were written of your book. All of them, it says in Psalm 139. I was fearfully and wonderfully made, and this my soul knows very well. Your thoughts towards me were more than the stars in heaven can be numbered. Such thoughts are too great for me, O God. <coughs> Read it there in Psalm 139, which is a messianic psalm, even though David himself was experiencing it. What an absolute glory. The throne life, folks, is so glorious because of who's on the throne. It's not the throne that makes the person, it's the person that makes the throne. The throne is glorious because of who's seated on it. 
the glory of the throne is because He is the Son of God, the Son of Man. He is the Lamb of God. He is the high priest of our confession, the apostle and high priest of our confession. He's the King of kings and Lord of lords. He is Almighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And I mean, we could go on and on and on. And so here, he says, he did not consider it robbery to be called God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant, coming in the likeness of man. Being found in the appearance of man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death of the cross. Therefore, God highly exalted him, gave him the name above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow and tongue confess he's Lord. Why am I reading this to you? You gotta realize the throne life is manifest in his humility. In his humility, he d demonstrated the Father's nature and his obedience to the Father, not only in the action of fulfilling all that which was written about him, but in the nature by which he did it. You see, obedience is, is, is not optional. It is the very nature of who God is because it, it has to do with the glory of His oneness, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, only one because the perfect obedience, the perfect oneness of heart, oneness of mind. Whatever the Father thinks and says is what the Son thinks and says. You, they're inseparable. That is the perfection of obedience. And we have been brought into that perfection through Jesus Christ. We are now enjoying that fellowship the Father has with His Son and the Son has with His Father. That life of perfect oneness with the Father is what He now gives into us. That is the throne life. That is the dominion of His glory, the majesty and splendor and wonder of His glory. He says in John chapter 10, verse 30, <clears throat> I and the Father are one, Jesus says. The Father has enabled me, he says, in verse 36, he says, on, listen to this. If, do you say of the one whom the Father consecrated, the word consecrated means all for God, and dedicated and set apart for himself and sent into the world, you're blaspheming because I said, I am the Son of God. Does it offend you? Does it offend you? Re makes you feel repulsed to see me one with the Father? To see me living holy for Him? Consecrated, dedicated to you? Why am I saying this? The throne life is where your heart oh, swells up with joy to see others live in that consecration, dedication, separation to God. <clears throat> it is what makes your whole being so grateful and so happy to see others in it and to know that what the Heavenly Father has given you through Jesus, He has given to them. It's so exciting to be part of that family. It's part of that throne life. It's part of that dominion that is from everlasting to everlasting. It is absolutely glorious to see other people live in it too. And that joy is, is what the Heavenly Father wants you to know. It's the divinity of Christ. He says in John chapter 17, and that will be the last verse I read here in verse 13. He says, 
Father, Jesus is praying his high priestly prayer, I'm coming and I'm saying these things while I'm still in the world so that my joy may be made full and complete and perfect in them that they may experience my delight fulfilled in them that my enjoyment, uh, 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 my enjoyment may be perfected in their own souls that they may have my gladness within them filling, filling their hearts. What gladness, what joy of sharing the divine nature. You know, Paul was praying for the church of Ephesus in Ephesians 3, starting at verse 14 through 21. What a phenomenal prayer. Oh my goodness, I'd love to just say it all, but he says there in verse 19, that you may so come to know the love of Christ so that you become a body holy, filled and flooded with God Himself and may have the richest measure of the divine presence. Colossians 2 verse 9 says, In Christ you too are brought into the fullness of the Godhead, into the knowledge of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit and come into full stature of divinity. My goodness, dear friends, the throne life is to live in this. And don't for a split second think that this is not for you and still confess yourself to be a Christian. This is for the lowest, the highest, the strongest, the weakest. This is for all of us. The throne life is your life. Amen. Have a good day.